Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time. In a small trailer. Looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts. So we are back in our sticks and bricks for a couple of weeks, <laughs> not for very long. If it was next year, we wouldn't even be staying this long because we're going to stay in Quartzsite longer next year. Yeah, so start getting out y'all's calendars. Y'all's. Yeah, yeah get your get well, y'all's see, we're calendars. we're going to Georgia. Yeah, so we're on I'm our practicing. way to Georgia, so we got to practice. And next year, after the Quartzsite sports vacation and RV show, I finally learned what it's called. <laughs> We plan to stay in Boondock for a while after, maybe a week or so. And we want to kind of turn that into a meetup, a camp out, maybe a potluck. You know, we talked with Ingle a couple weeks ago about 17-inch oven challenge. Yeah. Or, we, I don't know. We don't know exactly what it'll look like. But our plan right now, tentatively, is for about a week after the RV show is done, we will be in Quartzsite out in the desert somewhere. So if that is something that you want to hang out with us and participate in, put it on your calendar now and we will have more details as the year goes on. Yeah, absolutely. We'll flesh out the details on that. Things we're thinking of is a 17-inch oven potluck challenge Mm -hmm. or make your best recipe from our website. Every year we go to Quartzsite and we don't go ride the camels but i'd like to go ride the camels yeah so we could have a whole goofy time of all this right usually that's uh the beginning of february and quartzite we'll all boondock and maybe we'll even try to get some people there who might share some other tips tricks and and ideas yeah anyway there you go something to plan for next year. In the meantime, we have a super guest for you. We can't wait to have you meet him again. Yeah, we meet him. (laughs) But first... On our discounts and deals section of the website, we have links to different companies that really, we feel, do an exceptional job if you're looking for parts for new and vintage RVs. Right. Parts and supplies. So like vintage trailer supply is great if you, particularly if you have vintage trailers, obviously vintage (laughs) RVs, but also some things like pretty much haven't changed since vintage days. So perhaps there's something you need for a modern trailer that you can find there. And it's just kind of a fun site to look around. Yeah. Another one is Air Gear. used to be the Airstream Life store and they've really expanded that is a store where they vet all the products and some of them are of their own design. For example, there's a tire changing kit that we're going to play with in the near future. You might think that you can change the tire in your travel trailer with what's in your truck and you may not be able to. Right. We use the Air Gear water hose and some other items from that store. Right. Even though they say Airstream supplies, some I mean, a few things are specific to Airstream perhaps, but really a good water hose is a good water hose no matter what RV you have. Yeah. And so as Tony said, that's our 
our water hose and things like that that we have gotten from Air Gear and have been super pleased with. We've frozen and it still works. <laughs> yeah. Another place, Techno RV, we really like them because they also vet and support the products that they represent. For example, our PepWave router, they have those kind of things. That's an internet device. They have tire pressure monitors and Berkey filters. And we talked to them during the holidays last year. And Eric and Tammy just do a great job of only having quality products and having great American English speaking support and (laughs) things like that. So again, if you look at our discounts and deals, we're pretty particular about what we put there. And we really like those companies quite a bit. We also have a link to our Amazon store. Now, we're not going to say that everything on Amazon is vetted by anyone. No. (laughs) We're not going to make that claim. But we do have a list, a wish list, that is RV supplies. So if you are looking for the things that we use and enjoy are on that list. So even if you're looking for something and kind of the only way to get it is Amazon, check out our list and use our link. Yeah, and and when you do, just know a very small portion of those proceeds go to support the podcast. But none of that is paid by you. Amazon gives us a little chunk, and it doesn't change the price if you buy it through us or directly on Amazon. Right. It doesn't cost you more, but it does help support the podcast, and we sincerely appreciate that. And we also sincerely appreciate our next guest, who comes to us from Vintage Camper Trailers magazine, but they also produce some really neat events. And so without any further ado, or a don't, we are with someone who we've known for quite some time and we really admire what they do, Paul Lassitinola from... I'm going to say Vintage Camper Trailer Magazine, but not just that. Paul, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. Yeah, it was episode nine, one of our really early episodes that we spoke to Paul and Carolyn about Vintage Camper Trailer Magazine. And so much has happened <laughs> in the last few years that we wanted to just touch bases again and we know you have some things that we didn't talk about back then so and something really big yeah oh welcome well yeah welcome and thank you let's start out by just kind of if people go back and listen to episode nine which was three years ago i guess what uh what's new (laughs) in terms of the business or the magazine or what you're traveling in or (laughs) Sure, sure. Well, I'll, I'll try to cover those real quick. I am working on right now issue number 66 of the magazine. So that's 11 years now in print and digital, which just seems crazy to me, especially these days for any business. But uh, we're fortunate to still be blessed with doing a actual print hands-on magazine. Yeah. We've expanded our events a great deal. So our Trailer Fest brand, our Trailer Fest rally, which is our big party event we're doing about six of those a year. And in a few weeks, we go down to our first one for the season and it's 280 vintage trailers and 150 classic cars and food trucks and bands. And I mean, it's just crazy fun. So So fun. That's really taken off. And then six or seven years ago, we started doing our boot camp thing where we taught people how to restore vintage trailers. And over the years it morphed and we got people coming from the teardrop community and now the van community and, and all these different aspects started coming to get the knowledge of how to do the work. 
this year we changed it up and and we're we've got new speakers and new classes and new workshops to address all different kinds of campers no matter how you camp it doesn't just have to be vintage but we've got a program and we've got an expo where we're going to have people there showing products showing trailers showing fans and teardrops and and, wow. and all kinds of stuff we've got a bunch of exhibitors coming and we're just kind of reimagining boot camp if you will well, that's and awesome. that's, yeah, that's one of the big things, right? There are a lot of people, I think, who are vintage curious, for lack of a better description. And they see these great vintage trailers, especially when they're finished, they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. And they see that, and then they see something in their neighbor's driveway that they're just looking to get rid of. And they're, how do I go from that? to what I would see in vintage camper trailers, for example. Right. And that's what boot camp kind of was. It was all sorts of workshops and classes for accomplishing that. Yeah. And and I think, you know, you said vintage curious. I remember back when we were camping curious and yeah. we had two little <laughs> kids and we really didn't know what to do. And when I looked around at other expos and other events that were like my boot camp, but bigger, they were very focused on overlanding or van expo. I love going to the van expo. I love adventure vans or a RV show or a, everything seemed very compartmentalized. And so our goal with Camp Nation and how we came up with the name is kind of the whole the whole nation, if you will, of campers. It doesn't really matter how you camp. We want you to come and learn and, and learn about awnings or learn about batteries or solar or whatever the case is. And so... We just really wanted to be something that people weren't intimidated by because it was a bunch of us hardcore vintage <laughs> trailer people that all know each other. And, yeah. you know, so that that's the goal. Hopefully we'll come across with that. Well, and you have got some great workshops planned for it is now called Camp Nation Expo. You've got some great workshops Appliance repairs with Josh Hicks and cushion upholstery with Mindy Macy. But you also have a good friend of ours, Tim Heinz, who is probably one of the recognized leaders in vintage trailer nerdism (laughs) and a friend of ours too. Yes. Oh, right on. Yes. No, we are glad to have Tim out again this year. This will be his third year coming out with us. And Denny Stone from SoCal Vintage Trailer is a huge builder down in Southern California and new this year is Shai Del Grasso. And she restores more of that, you know, not quite so vintage, but taking and modernizing the trailers from the 90s and the 2000s and upgrading and updating them. And and so we're kind of bridging the gap with with her and a, and some painting and wallpapering techniques and and again just trying to involve all the different communities. It's amazing the list of what all you can learn during the event. And we could go on and on. I mean, there's you know I still feel like uh, we don't have plumbing this year and you know things that we've done in the past, but we do have a lot to offer. There's more than you can do if you if you come to the workshops. There's more more than you can get to. And there are various tracks. So if you are, if you feel strong in one area and need to learn in another, there are ways you can accomplish that with the way you've put these together. There's several things going on. So nothing's going to appeal to everybody all the time, but there's enough different things going on that you can drift around. And we're still building the calendar. We just uh, did a deal with a battery company and they're going to be coming. And so that's not on the schedule and some other things, but we're still a work in progress. 
Wow. That's super cool. But I mean, you go everywhere from sewing machine 101 <laughs> to metal shaping. I mean, it. there's yes. solar 101. I'm, I'm looking at the schedule here. 12 volt DC basics, paint like a pro, which is shy. And it, it's really impressive, the line of people. So do you have to have an RV to come to Camp Nation Expo? No, you don't have to have anything and you don't have to have a vintage thing or, you know, you, a lot of people historically for boot camp, about a third of the people flew in from all over the U.S. and stayed locally in hotels. So it was pretty amazing. Yeah. And then, of course, we had, you know, several people camp there as well. And, and this year we have 200 campsites. So we really expect by opening it up to everybody that we'll have a lot more people camping there. And also the exhibitors, the the idea is that you really develop the relationships with each other. And so even the exhibitors, most of them stay and camp in their rigs that they're showing. Right. So it's really a chance for Mod Vans is going to have three vans there and be camping with customers and contacts and other builders and and really just creating that community while we're all there. So Great. you can camp, but you don't have to. This is the first year we'll be opened for the day. So you can just come for the day and walk around and look if you want. We've never been able to do that before. And so, yeah, come as you are. And something I know about your events in general is that they're just really fun. <laughs> what kind of, I guess, after hours plans are there? So right now, in fact, I just talked to him a little bit today. The idea for after hours is we are going to have a movie or two possibly, but they'll be camping related. So there's a recent movie been done called Illumination about the history of Airstreams and it's in very limited release. And we, we helped work on it, if you will, with information years ago. I mean, it's been in the works for <laughs> years. That would be one that we're more than likely going to show. We also expect that some of the vendors might have a happy hour, if you will, or whatnot at their at their sites. But the neat thing about Casa de Fruta, if you haven't been there, is there's restaurants, ice cream shops. You know, there's stuff to do right there that you can just walk around and wander around and do right at the campground. Also, it turns out it's the same weekend that the uh, Gilroy Rodeo is in town. So if you want to ah. go to the rodeo for the evening, you can do that okay. too. Okay. So there's lots to do while you're while you're in town. So you could come there and learn something or just horse around. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can come and camp. You can go to as many classes as you want and uh, horse around at the rodeo if that's what you like. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. One of the things I've said to a lot of people is the more you learn about how your RV works, the more you like the RV lifestyle. Yeah. Well, you better know what to do because stuff's going to happen. <laughs> I guarantee you that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stuff happens. Boy, isn't that and the that's truth? It's not even only true for vintage no. RVs. No. That's true oh, for no. new RVs too. Yeah. And, uh, you better have some some working knowledge of what's going on, whether you're restoring or just maintaining and trying to survive. Absolutely. And then beyond Camp Nation with the various events that you have, you have, for example, a Spartan reunion coming up, which I love those Spartan trailers. 
Yeah, and then Trailer Fest and Glamper Fest, the things that have been going on for quite some time. Yes, those we've been doing, oh gosh, I don't know, 12 or 15 years now, the Trailer Fest rallies. The Spartan Rally, you asked early on what we're traveling in, and a couple weeks here we take our 1955 Spartan down to uh, Modernism Week in Palm Springs. Oh, Oh, man. I am so jealous. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good one. I like that one. A few years ago, some guys started doing these Spartan reunions, and they wanted to have one on the west coast and so we stepped up and this will be the west coast rally in conjunction with our renaissance rally Ah. because the ren fair will be at the same campground while we're there camping so it's going to be ren fair spartan rally the whole deal that's in hollister it is yes it is in hollister so they set up a ren fair down at the far end of the park for like six weeks it's there it's huge oh my god it's huge built in yeah, so that'll be a fun one and something different. We've camped there before while the Ren Fair's going on and, and had a blast. So a lot of that rally will be the Spartans and then enjoying the Renaissance Fair. Yeah. Yeah, and for those who don't know, Spartan, to me, is one of the better travel trailers made over history. And they were kind of made to be lived in at a time when people were sort of living and traveling like they are now. <laughs> yeah, Spartans aren't really campers. They're park models, but we use them as campers now. And like ours has been retrofitted with tanks and things. So it functions like a camper now. But typically it would have just hooked up to street water and hooked up to street septic and sat in one spot for six months or a year at a time. Right. Or decades. I've seen (laughs) a lot of them. Or decades. You see people pulling these things out of the woods and and yet they're still restorable. All the time. There was one today showed up on one of the sales sites that was unique and different and were we're all calling each other, hey, do you ever seen one like that? And so even with Spartans. Made by the Spartan Aircraft Company. Definitely one of our favorites and definitely one of the better built ones like Airstream or Streamline. Any of those, you know, aluminum framed trailers yeah. that uh, didn't suffer so much from the rot like the little wooden ones. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So again, we'll have links to all of these events on our calendar, as always, and you can find them in our show notes as well. And there's still, I assume, space to reserve a spot for Camp Nation? Oh, yeah. Camp Nation just started booking for campsites, and uh, we've got some sites still at the uh, Spartan Rally and San Dimas in a couple of weeks. You better get in there quick because that one's down to a handful, but (laughs) we've still got sites for most of the rest of the rallies, a few. Okay. Sounds good. So... We have talked to you before, but back when we talked to you before, we hadn't come up with this (laughs) pop quiz. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And now we love to ask our guests, what is your best camping memory? You know, what's so funny with us is you look back and, and gosh, some of the stuff just blends together. You've gone to Pismo every year for 12, 14 years, and you can't even remember which year it was which, but... (laughs) Our first trip to Pismo, which back then Pismo was the thing. You had to get into the Pismo rally. It was huge. And we had had our little trailer and we had figured out how to kind of polish it. And we had two little babies and and this cute little trailer. And we took off. We got into Pismo and we got to Oakdale and I had to do some work on the way and we we're driving through Oakdale, getting ready to head out, and 
a kid jumped off of the sidewalk and in front of our trailer oh. behind our truck. And so technically we hit him, even though he jumped in front of us and it crushed the whole front of the trailer. And, you know, we were devastated. He was hauled away in an ambulance, the kids, the da 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 da. We got in the car and within an hour, a tire came off of the trailer and tore the other side of the trailer off completely. And the tire went into the trench, into the waterway and broke somebody's fence that I had to go tell them about. Oh, oh boy. I mean, it was just, we stayed that night in a motel. We duct taped the trailer together. <laughs> we found some lug nuts and fixed the wheel. And, and it was just horrific. But you remember those things. And when you look back on them, and that was probably the worst trip of our life. But when we got to Pismo and I saw 300 vintage trailers and vintage Cushmans and hot rods, I got tingles. And <laughs> it was like, I couldn't believe this even, this exists in this world. And I just thought, this is crazy. And I used to be a police officer and I would tell people the, the other two great thrills of my life was chasing people with the sirens on and jumping out of an airplane and, and parachuting and my first year at Pismo. And even though we had all that grief on the way, I still remember it fondly. And and I know that's a long, long story. That probably was a longer answer than you wanted, but that's what I always think of is sometimes it's the worst trip you had that is, makes the you best. Remember. Yeah. So with a story like that, I'm almost afraid to ask. We also ask for your worst camping memory. Was that it? No. Oh, <laughs> I'll give you another one. Oh, and boy. it's short. <laughs> we were at Pismo one year, and, and, and we always say that if you want to get a divorce, set up an awning with your wife. <laughs> the, the vintage awnings are a wrestling match. And there was one year that I got way out of line, and uh, I hope nobody saw it or had a phone recording of it because it, it was bad. And, and I, I thought Caroline was going to go home and so we've got a new rule now when we when we get to the, the rally we don't set up the awning for about an hour we got to chill we got to let we got to talk to a few people we got to get ready for it because it can be a battle and it, that was probably my worst time camp and the, the time that we got in a I mean, we don't fight hardly at all, right? but man, over an awning of all things, it was oh, gosh. to a head. Even my, even my kids remember it. It was so bad. So, oh, boy. Yeah. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> Whoever invented the power awning on a modern RV, I'm just very grateful for that yeah. because you push a button and it just works until it doesn't. Right. The, the vintage ones can be tough. They can be a challenge. Well, Paul Lassitinola, we are grateful that you had some time to share the events and and we encourage you if you are looking to learn more about vintage RVs or even how to fix the RV you have and if you have an RV you're going to have to fix the RV that right. you have <laughs> check out Camp Nation Expo and all of the cool events and start with a subscription to Vintage Camper Trailers magazine yes thanks you guys i appreciate it our pleasure and good seeing you again yeah thanks for taking time with us all right well, thank Paul. You. good seeing you bud thank you so much you too all right, all right. take, care. take care now there's something that we don't anticipate having to do any maintenance on 
Not really. It is our Master Volt power system from ABC Upfitters. That's right. As Tony likes to say, it just works. It just works. And we have been using it a heck of a lot already this year. As you know, we spent two weeks in Quartzsite unplugged. That's right. And part of our travels home as well. And right now it's out there soaking up what sun there is through the (laughs) snow that we've had this past couple of days. As we record this, there was like two and a half inches of snow in New Mexico, which was like, what the heck is that stuff? But (laughs) anyway, we have the refrigerator running in our travel trailer sitting out there because we haven't unpacked it yet. And the heater because we haven't winterized yet. That's true. The caliber of what Mastervolt makes is up to the standards of a lot of RV companies, including Rockwood and Flagstaff and Nobo and Ibex and some really high-end fifth wheels and such are coming with Master Volt systems through ABC Upfitters. But in case you haven't heard this podcast before, they can also custom engineer a system for your RV. And whatever configuration that RV is, they actually work with you to learn your camping style and what your expectations are and build a system that fits within those parameters using Mastervolt components. And if you haven't heard of Mastervolt components, they are big in the marine industry because when you're 100 miles offshore, your tolerance for failure is pretty low. Right. And Mastervolt is just a really good company to deal with. And ABC Upfitters can set you up in your RV with a Mastervolt system. Links in the show notes, as always, to everything we talk about, including how to find ABC Upfitters for a Mastervolt solar and battery system. If you don't already have a Mastervolt power package, <laughs> a Mastervolt system, and you still have to plug in when you get to a campground, we just wanted to kind of walk through the series of steps, kind of make your checklist because we've seen some people have some problems with it and we want to help avoid those kind of problems. Our first step, if we're in a new park that we have, well, even if we're at a park we've been to before, the first thing we do really before we even back into the site is get out our surge suppressor, which for us is a huge power watchdog. Yep. Plug it in. Well, I really got to go step by step. Turn off the power at the power pole. Plug in your surge suppressor, turn on the power at the power pole, and make sure that you don't get any kind of error messages. For us, it's super easy. The dog turns white or the dog turns red. Right. That's one of the reasons we really like the Hughes Power Watchdog. If you get a red dog, I don't even back in. We go back to the office and say we need a different site. For example, recently we were at a place that we like to go to quite a lot, and the power pedestal was damaged so we went back to the camp host and said this isn't going to work for us so anyway so now if you have good power now you can back in or pull through your site whatever the case may be whatever it may be now turn that power pull back off yep and hook your power cord to your surge suppressor and then into your outlet on your camper. Yep, and then turn the power on. But I want to be more specific on that hooking it to the camper. Make sure that you plug that in properly. I know in 30 amp, you need to put the plug in and then you need to give it a little turn and line it up so that it is well 
stuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it seats those connectors properly. If the connectors are loose, they can heat up and actually melt your connection there. And that is super bad. And if you look at our show notes, I'll show you a picture of one that did melt because they didn't turn the 30 amp connector and lock it into place. And I'm not talking about the collar on the outside of yeah, the connector. Yeah, not the threaded part, but the actual plug part. Yeah, you actually plug it into your camper on, on the camper end of the cord, and then you give it like a an eighth of a turn or a quarter turn to yeah, kind of see that's something a lot of people don't realize and then you definitely do want to screw that collar down so now you have a secure connection and you're not going to get those connections heated up so once you've done all that then go back to the power pole and turn the power on one final time you don't want to do all that plugging in while it's on because if you mess around long enough and you don't have a good connection you might cause some problems for yourself so just be really safe and just have the pull, have the power off while you're plugging in and then turn it back on. Absolutely. So there's your tip of the week. And we have a gadget this week and it's something I totally dig. Yeah. As you may know, if you follow our journey, that we actually swapped the refrigerator in our travel trailer for a Dometic 12 volt refrigerator. But what we also did is got a Dometic 12 volt cooler and these things they're just neat so rather than having to put ice in you can plug this into your car's cigarette lighter do they still call it that i think uh, it's called a power port <laughs> that round thing the round thing <laughs> the that, round power yeah, port. looks like a thumb but don't put your thumb in there i did that as a kid man those things are hot yeah i think the tip of my finger still has a scar yeah anyway <laughs> anyway so you can either power it with 12 volt power or 120 volt household power and we have powered ours with our portable power station our jackery and they are so efficient so this dometic that we have is a 75 quart model it's a big cooler it and is. they make all sorts of sizes but this one in particular it's almost refrigerator size right it, it's a big daddy rabbit <laughs> well i'm amazed at how little energy it takes to power this cooler but on the subject of energy let's say you're a van lifer and you have this plugged into your camper it has the provision to actually protect the battery in your vehicle so it won't draw it down and you can't start your vehicle so that's one of the things that's built into it it has two compartments and you can set each one to be either a refrigerator or a freezer. And there's a range of temperatures down to negative seven degrees. Ooh. I know. There are wire baskets in each compartment. Because you know, whatever you put in, you're going to want the thing that's at the bottom. Right. right? I mean, that's just <laughs> the way the world works. And so we have traveled with this thing. Like I say, it's very well made. It's very efficient. And I just really dig this Dometic 12 volt cooler for tent camping or van life or even i mean you know we have an rv we still bring this thing with us often right. because one of our little tricks and we learned this from jason and abby from rv miles they go on these evening outings so as it gets dark they'll go somewhere they have their ice chest and they have an induction cooktop and we also have a Dometic Go hydration jug, which has a powered faucet on it. And we can literally go and like make dinner on a picnic table. Yeah. But we don't have to bring propane or anything like that. 
We've got cold food in the cooler, hot food thanks to the induction cooktop, <laughs> and water. So check it out. We have a full written review and pictures. And as I said, Dometic does make powered coolers of all different sizes. But they're really efficient and no more ice and no more soggy bread because Because yeah, the ice got yeah, in the package. Blah. Bread, cheese, you know, oh, even yeah. cheese. When cheese gets wet, yuck. Yeah, no thank you. <laughs> So anyway, our Dometic 12-volt cooler. And that cooler is included in the RV of the week. Which, is it? Yes, believe it or not. Our RV of the week is a collaboration between Winnebago, who you've undoubtedly heard of. I would think so. And a company called Adventure Wagon. Who you may not have heard of. That's true. <laughs> and what Adventure Wagon does is they build like a steel frame that goes in specific and typically very long mercedes-benz sprinter vans and also ford transit vans and this steel cage then they use to attach interior panels and l tracks so you can put in beds and hammocks and overhead cabinets and all these different things so it's kind of neat so it's kind of like a van life kit for lack of a better description and the cool thing about that is you can put these things in and easily just take them right back out again. So if you have a van that you need for both work and camping, or you, let's say you put the overhead cabinet in one way and you're like, no, it should be three feet towards the back or the front. You can just unhook it and move it. Wow. And so it's a neat rig. Now, we had a while back talked about putting a pickup camper on the back of a pickup truck, and it would be the four-wheel pop-up camper's Project M. So it's essentially a blank slate. Well, in some ways, that's what this Winnebago is, too. So it uses the 12-volt cooler that we really like. It also uses the Dometic Go hydration jug as the only water source. So it's sort of half a jerry can size powered water jug. There's no gray, fresh, or black tank per se in this. It also uses a portable toilet as the toilet. Again, very reconfigurable, relatively simple because it doesn't have all these built-in systems, but they are systems there that you can take back out. One of the things that I also like, ensuring some of the home-built RVs, particularly vans, can be a challenge Sure. But this is from Winnebago. And so it's really easy to insure. The downside is the Winnebago version is only available in the biggest of Sprinter vans, Mercedes Sprinter vans. Mm. And finding a mechanic for those things on the road can be a challenge. Plus, they're, oh my gosh, expensive. <laughs> the good news is you can get one with four wheel drive. The bad news is, again, they're, they're, it's the biggest Sprinter van. It is literally 30 inches longer than a Ram 2500 quad cab pickup. Yeesh. It is a big van. And I think in some ways that kind of takes away from the appeal of van life because one of the core aspects to me is it fits in a parking space. Yeah. Uh, this is pretty Not long. Not so much. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, check it out. It, it It is a neat concept. I hope Winnebago continues doing this and then makes it in, available in the smaller Sprinter vans and maybe the Transit van too. But 
even so, it's 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 a neat idea. So there you go, our RV of the week. All right. Well, it sounds kind of cool. I do wish it was smaller for some, you know, for this people is, who it's actually fairly gigantic. People who want to live the van life. It does sound like a great idea. Maybe they'll start making some smaller versions. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, uh, one of the things I neglected to say, Adventure Wagon will put their frame kits and interior kits into if you bring your own transit van or your own sprinter van. And so, you know, you say you go and find a 10-year-old sprinter. As long as it's the size that they support, they'll put a kit in. So you, oh, that's you, great. You don't necessarily need the Winnebago side of the equation okay last week we had a question of the week this was kind of a visual question well it wasn't a visual question (laughs) but it asked for visual answers and i asked you to show me your storage hacks whether it be for while you're stopped or while you're moving or whatever i'm gonna kind of explain some of these things to you but you really have to go you really need to go in and see some of these pictures because they're awesome. And these are posted on the Stresses Camping Podcast Facebook group. Tom, and I've seen this before, Tom has shown us, the top bunk, he turned it into kind of a cube cabinet. He has six cubes and they all fit into a cabinet size. And then the rest of that bunk is the cat house. No, 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 (laughs) not like that. (laughs) You know, I've seen more and more people traveling with cats lately. So you should check that out. The cubes are very pretty blue and yellow colors. And then the way that he's got it set up for the cats is really clever and lovely. Lisa showed us a picture of the ottoman where they store their shoes and also that that's where Buster likes to hang out during meals. <laughs> Probably because his nose is at table height. Right. And it's like, Ray Rad, what do you have to eat? <laughs> <laughs> Bill showed us some IKEA solutions, which I totally love. Bill and Marilyn both showed pictures of the hanging organizers in a closet, and that's what Tony and I use as well. Although Marilyn did add a level of coolness that we don't have, and they put a small fiberboard shelf in each of those fabric shelves so that they're a little less saggy. So that was kind of cool. Monica put several pictures of great ways that she organizes her cabinets and her storage containers and things like that. And Tom, Tom, that truck. I just love that truck. My word. (laughs) You have to see that. Like I can't, I can't even describe to you, but it's a commercial pickup topper with a slide out deck. It is fantabulous. I, I got to see this in person and I was just like, drooling (laughs) it it was fantastic so thank you all for answering and showing giving me some ideas if you need some ideas for storage go check that out and also while you're on the fun and friendly stressless camping podcast facebook group (sighs) you can add pictures of course but you can also answer this week's question and what would that be that would be if you were going to a boot camp or some kind of teaching seminar thing, what's the like main <laughs> thing that you would want to learn? What's like your biggest hang up on fixing or repairing or just what, you know, what would the main topic be that you would sign up for that kind of a situation? You can answer that question at the Fun and Friendly Stresses Camping Podcast Facebook group, just like Peggy said. The nice thing is everybody has remained polite and 
It's almost like not Facebook. Right. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know, we do a weekly newsletter, which is completely and totally and absolutely free. Right. It includes links to stories and videos and podcasts and whatever we find that we think will help you get the most out of your RV experience. If you're not signed up already, you can just visit StresslessCamping.com. And if it's your first time, welcome. There'll be a pop up there that says join our little newsletter family. And if you're regular visitor you know down at the bottom of any page is the sign up for the newsletter and we only send one a week because i'm too lazy to do more <laughs> than that and we don't share it we that is just for our use to send you a once a week email and that's yeah, it we want to serve you as as best as we can asbestos asbestos we don't we can. put any asbestos in the <laughs> newsletter and of course you'll find the notes from this episode 190 on the podcast page at stresslesscamping.com which is also where you will find the deals and discounts page for the best deals you'll need on things that you need for your stressless camping adventure. And if you've got a great deal for our audience, let us know. We are always happy to hear from you. When you're done with all those things on the website and you want to jump off to the other social places that we are, just go to the top right of the page and you can find all those jump off logos like Facebook and instagram and all that stuff we even posted a couple of tiktoks believe it or not i know and of course if you don't want to miss a future episode of the stressless camping podcast it's free it's free to subscribe on any podcast catcher and we are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire oh and speaking of podcast catcher you know that a review will help others find this podcast and the more listeners we have the Better and better our guests and discounts will continue to be. So thank you to all of you who have reviewed our podcast. We, we really appreciate we it. We really do. That's what we have this week. Thank you again for being part of our Stressless Camping family. And most of all, happy, happy camping. camping. We hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next Stressless Camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping!